with your host, Stephanie Arnold. Well, welcome back to the show, Dr. Leslie Schaefer. It's good to have you back. Thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, just for a recap, remind folks that I'm a senior economist in our LA office and I work on healthcare issues and IP. Leslie, I'm going to switch gears. Last time I asked you a icebreaker question, but this time I'm going to ask everyone the same question, and that is, what was your first job? My first job at 16 was in the accounting department of my father's company. And what was that? Uh, it was Walter J. Schaefer Associates <laughs> Incorporated. Did you like it? I did like it. It was a fun place to be for the summer. And now look at you. You're, you're a senior economist. <laughs> there you go. Well, Leslie, what are we going to talk about today? Today, we're going to talk about potential remedies when social media influencers and brands engage in deceptive advertising. Ooh, that's a very hot trending topic. It is. Uh, Section 5 of the Federal Trade Commission Act bars deceptive advertising. The act requires not only being truthful about products and services themselves, but also that endorsements for products are truthful and not misleading and this includes disclosing that an endorser is being paid. This has important implications for social media platforms, especially today. Influencers are individuals who have a large digital audience. They may have thousands or even millions of followers. Uh, in fact, they're called influencers because they're able to influence consumers' buying patterns. When influencers are paid to post about a brand, it's called influencer marketing. If influencers don't disclose financial agreements with brands, then they violate the Federal Trade Commission Act. Can you give us an example of that? Sure. Uh, imagine a celebrity athlete posts on Instagram about how great are her new sneakers. That could lead her followers to purchase them. What if the brand which makes those sneakers paid her to say so, but she doesn't let her followers know? The FTC considers this deceptive advertising. What? cause the FTC to look into this? It's not a new concept that the FTC requires the disclosure of financial connections between brands and endorsers. The focus used to be on publications. Naturally, the FTC has enhanced its oversight of how brands use social media, specifically their relationship with individuals who have large numbers of social media followers and the power to influence the buying decisions those followers make. This is big business we're talking about here. Of brands surveyed by Gartner's subsidiary L2, on average, 70% use influencers on Instagram as a component of their marketing. Uh, that statistic rises to 91% for luxury brands. Uh, and in fact, MediaKicks estimates that advertisers spend over a billion dollars on influencer marketing on Instagram alone in 2017. Okay, I have bought something based on influencer marketing, and I'm curious, what is the FTC doing? Well, first, I'm impressed, and later I want to know what it was. Okay. Um, <laughs> second, we have to go back in time a bit to 2000, when the FTC released guidance called dot-com disclosures, which confirmed that Section 5 applied to online advertising. In 2013, it updated those disclosures with specific guidance about making financial relationships clear. Since then, the FTC has engaged in a series of settlements with brands and advertising agencies about lack of financial disclosures. Could you give us an example? Sure. Uh, in 2014, the FTC announced a settlement with Sony and its advertising firm Deutsche LA 
involving social media endorsements for the PlayStation Vita gaming console. The FTC alleged Deutsche LA encouraged its employees to use their personal Twitter accounts to generate buzz about the PlayStation Vita using hashtag Game Changer without disclosing their affiliation. Uh, in another example that happened in 2016, the department store Lord & Taylor allegedly gave 50 fashion influencers a particular dress and paid them to post photos of themselves on Instagram wearing it with no disclosures. The FTC's message has clearly remained the same over time, disclose business relationships. It's merely the magnitude of the digital application that's growing. In, in April of last year, the FTC sent out 90 educational letters to influencers and brands, reminding them that influencers must disclose financial relationships if they have them. Uh, and in fact, in September, they sent out 21 follow-up warning letters citing specific social media posts that they were concerned might not be in compliance with the guidelines. How is the FTC communicating these changes? The guidelines are all available on the FTC's website. And interestingly, the FTC also held a Twitter chat about financial disclosures. Uh, on that same Twitter chat, they also discussed their first administrative action against individual social media influencers. Ooh, a Twitter chat. Tell us about it. Sure. Um, the case involved two individuals who own an online virtual currency gambling website. It's called Counter-Strike Global Offensive, or folks might know it as CSGO Lotto. Uh, they posted videos online to market their site, but they didn't inform the public that they were the owners. They recorded videos of themselves playing the games and touting how much money they were earning with little to no effort. Basically, they were acting as if they were customers rather than owners. What was the outcome? What did the FTC do? They settled. CSGO Lotto agreed to disclose material connections. Uh, it also has record-keeping obligations, and it has to submit reports regarding compliance, among other things. I'd like to switch gears a little bit and ask you, as a damages expert, why are you interested? As a damages expert, I'm always interested in ways to measure monetary remedies in different kinds of cases. Right now, the FTC seems to be gathering information and warning influencers. But fast forward, what happens when influencers don't heed FTC guidelines or don't comply with administrative remedies? The FTC may very well file a lawsuit and seek monetary relief. I'm thinking ahead about the potential ways remedies might be calculated. For example, suppose the FTC wants an influencer to repay what he earned. Uh, beyond the actual amount paid, that could involve the implicit value of any free goods provided in exchange for making the post. It's one thing to test drive a luxury car and then comment about it. It's altogether different if a luxury brand gives you the car to post about it. There's value in that just as much as there is in getting paid. Suppose instead the FTC seeks remedies from the brand, say disgorgement of ill-gotten profits, it would be important to distinguish between profits earned during the ordinary course of business, for example, due to other advertising channels, and the profits earned because of that specific social media post. As an economist, I can build a model to do just that. There is a technique that's known as an intervention model, which is commonly used to measure the effects of advertising. The FTC has a lot of options. The growing prominence of social media marketing suggests 
that more cases will come, revealing which remedies the FTC seeks and how they might be measured. Hashtag stay tuned. Well, thank you, Leslie, again for being here. We always enjoy having you on the podcast. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie, head over to our website at www.econ1.com. Before you leave, Leslie, is there anything else that we should know? Um, sure. Uh, I wrote an article about this with my colleague, Vera Golosker. Uh, Vera is a production attorney at MGM Studios, and uh, we published an article in Law 360, which you can also find on our website. Great. Well, we'll see you next time. Thank you. Well, thank you again for being here. And if you'd like to know more about Leslie Schaefer and the article that she wrote, you can head to law360.com or to our website at www.econ1.com. Thank you for joining us on Inside Expert. Inside Expert.